0: Oh, you're listening to the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animal Academy Podcast. I'm Allison White, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker who specializes in the human-animal connection. This podcast will showcase professionals who share their areas of expertise in an ongoing series of interviews. And you are there. Their input, stories, and knowledge will help us all understand that we are the ones that actually end up learning from the animals. This is the Animal Academy Podcast. Hello, everybody. I decided to share the solo podcast episode to reflect upon my own human experience during this recent health crisis instead of my normal content as host of the Animal Academy podcast or solely upon my experience as a licensed clinical social worker. This current health crisis has forced me to use my own skills and to practice what I preach as I meet with clients to help ease their anxiety and fear. But, I have to say, it's stretching my own limits and it's just plain hard some days. We were all hit with major lifestyle changes, and it seems like it happened overnight. I remember when I got the word that many clients I work with would be moving back home out of state where I'm not licensed to treat in my private practice. Then I got the news that I needed to start doing telehealth, but not really sure if insurance would even pay for it, and I needed to get all new informed consent forms signed by everybody I worked with and try to maintain stability with so much uncertainty. I contacted my own licensing board in the state of Missouri and the licensing boards from states where my clients are now residing and got approved to continue working with them across state lines. So that was a huge success. Many of my colleagues banded together, shared knowledge, and we created the structure needed to move as seamlessly as possible in order to continue providing clinical services to those who need the support. We did it. As the shock began to wear off, more reality hit, and this continued exponentially every time I turned on the news or got on social media. Wow, it was a lot to handle. Each task was difficult. Filling up the car with gas required a lot of thought. Do I have something to protect my hands from touching the gas pump? How do I pay for it, then put the credit card back in my purse? Do I have hand wipes to temporarily clean my hands until I can wash them? This task used to be a no-brainer. Shopping for groceries was another huge ordeal that I used to take for granted. Now when I crave a certain food or want to meet friends to listen to music, I have to get my needs and wants fulfilled in a different way. This has been a huge shock to all of our ways of life and our very basic human need For social connection. I remember when I had a near panic attack when I heard that Julie, my hairstylist, was not considered essential. What was I to do now? She's essential to me. Do I cut my own hair? That's kind of a scary thought. The handyman, scheduled to help take care of home maintenance, couldn't step foot in my house due to the recent shutdown. It almost seemed like I was living in a science fiction movie with no rush hour traffic. No handshakes, no church gatherings during Holy Week, and no hanging out listening to bluegrass on a lazy Sunday afternoon. So what happened, and how did I make it through the past very long weeks? Here are some things I did try. I was successful some of the time, and not so much at other times. At the time, I didn't have a name for what I was doing. I was just trying to grab on to small bits of peace among the chaos. Initially, I had been glued to the TV, so I started limiting what information I read, what programs I watched, and quickly passed by anything that stirred up strong emotions of anger and frustration, including politics. I needed to feed my soul, and I lacked the bandwidth to handle all the news being thrown at me constantly. I wanted information that gave me guidance on how to be safe, and I wanted hope to hang on to. I needed something to relieve the sense of constant unease and questions that couldn't be answered yet. Here's what I started noticing in myself as I navigated what is being called the new normal, which happened to change constantly. I changed my daily routine. I was feeling exhausted earlier, so I didn't watch the evening news, and I went to bed instead. I ended up waking up early and found myself listening to birds singing as I woke up without needing an alarm. That was kind of nice. I hand-brewed my morning coffee as I listened to the morning show. That was my daily dose of news, but it also used humor and gave advice on how to handle daily struggles that we all share now. I took a walk in my yard and noticed buds on the bushes that were planted last year. I found myself laughing as I saw the hosta popping up, remembering a friend's dog plunking into the middle of that hosta with his toy, breaking off all of the leaves. I was so happy it survived the winter. It also brought back fun memories. I found my hummingbird feeder, and I ordered bird food. If I'm going to be hunkered down at home, I want to watch the birds enjoy the yard. I groomed my dogs and took time to get down and play with them. I also realized how easy it is to get lost in daily work and how many moments are lost with busyness and focusing too much on future goals. I love music, so I've enjoyed watching some of the artists performing from their homes. It gave me inspiration to begin music lessons online. I also developed playlists of my favorite music to listen to when I need a pick-me-up. I use the meditation apps that I'm always recommending to my clients. I only recommend things that I'm willing to use myself. Mindfulness has gotten a lot of press and has been highly recommended to help reduce stress and anxiety. It can be defined as paying attention to the present moment without judging as good or bad. Easier said than done but it really does work. If we want to learn about mindfulness, watch kids and animals play. They don't worry about anything beyond what they're doing in that very moment. Now I know we like to have goals and plan for the future, but there are times when paying too much attention to what might happen results in missing out on what you're experiencing right now. Always thinking in the future creates even more stress. I've been practicing mindfulness very intentionally to reduce my own stress during this time. One example is a friend's golden retriever had a litter of puppies. I've been staring at pictures of those babies and watching videos of the newborns periodically throughout the day. Okay. I have to admit I'm addicted to watching the webcam showing the babies growing each day, but it gives me joy. Thanks Cheryl for that experience. I'm also taking online music lessons, which forces me to practice daily. It's challenging, but also allows me to access my creative side for balance. It sure is difficult to not get sucked into the daily news and horrific stories of loss. It's so sad and emotionally draining, thinking about all who have lost their lives and families who lost loved ones to the coronavirus. There's a fear of also losing someone or becoming ill myself. But at the end of the day, I have to focus on things I can control and my own gratitude for things in my life and people I love that I may have previously taken for granted. Things not to do? Well, it's easy to grab onto negative coping skills to help us feel better. I usually reach for chocolate. Pita and M&Ms are my favorite. Others may shop online, use alcohol, overeat, gamble, or anything that gives you a temporary relief but numbs and isn't a healthy alternative. I often use the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T, before I do something that could be unhealthy. It makes me check to see if I'm hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, and if any of those things are true, I need to resolve them instead of doing something I'll regret later. I'm not always successful, but it's a work in progress. I created a self-care kit for myself to help during these rough times. Here's the list, which can also be found in the show notes. Keep a Schedule. Go to bed and wake up at the same time. Try and keep a routine or schedule even when working from home. Plan in advance for what you need from the grocery store to avoid too many trips. Find healthy recipes that you've always wanted to try. Practice mindfulness. Watch your pets and kids and see how they enjoy even the smallest things. Be childlike when playing. Smell the Play-Doh, dig in the dirt, and ride your bike. Learn a hobby, like crafts, music, gardening, grooming your animals. Make fun masks to do your community activities safely and style. Appreciate the small things in life. When walking, just walk without thinking about anything other than what you're seeing as you walk. Green plants, smell of flowers, neighbor's houses, and decorations. Show compassion for others by offering help when needed. Send positive messages and keep in contact. And thank others for their help. Be easy on yourself and learn to unwind. I have such gratitude for so many people, including all of the helping professionals who turned on a dime to take care of others during this health crisis. Teachers who had to suddenly move to online learning and teach kids and their parents how to access technology. The passion of nurses and doctors who worked tirelessly to care for people, and often offer to help others in need outside of their regular work hours. Parents, who may now be working from home while also homeschooling their kids. My therapist colleagues and social workers in the field, who use their skills and quickly adapted to new procedures to continue helping those in need. Veterinarians and animal care workers who continue to help our pets stay healthy grocery store workers, home delivery, and everyone who works despite risk to their own health in order to make sure we receive those needed services. The people who have fostered or adopted animals so they don't have to stay in the shelter. I also appreciate my colleagues and friends who have called to ask if I need anything at the store. I appreciate family members who picked up a pound of barbecue brisket while they were picking up their own order. Friends who allow me to be silly while I share funny memes from social media that usually involve cute kids or animals. My new neighbors, who I just met, who just asked if I need rice or beans. A friend who knows I don't know how to sew texted to see if she could send me a mask made out of dog print material. Thanks, Cassie. These little acts of kindness really do go a long way. This is a time of reflection, a reset, A way to reevaluate and change what hasn't been productive or healthy and get off the merry-go-round and just stop. It's hard to do when we're used to being busy, but look at some of the changes happening in our environment with clearer skies, less pollution, and cleaner waterways. Animals are being fostered and adopted from shelters in record numbers. Things weren't moving in the right direction, although it's horrific that this happened to make the world stop. I'm seeing some positive changes as we try working together, We're laughing at silly things, being more creative, and even try and figure out how to cut our own hair without doing permanent damage. In the end, it doesn't matter what your real hair color is or how many gray hairs have been hidden. It does matter that we work together, even if socially distant, to make this world a healthier and more sustainable planet to live in for many years to come. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Animal Academy podcast. Detailed contact information and links for each of the guests and resources provided inside this episode can be found at my website, animalacademypodcast.com. I'm Allison White, licensed clinical social worker specializing in the human-animal connection. Let's share and learn from the animals in the next episode of the Animal Academy podcast.